Today on Locked On A's, the A's have traded Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino, but Frankie Montas is going to the New York Yankees in exchange for four prospects. Who are the prospects? What are we getting back? What does this mean for life in general? Let's get into it. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on A's, stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 433 of the Locked on A's podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, we are going over a trade of trades, or a trade of, yeah, it was a trade of trades, there you go. Uh, the A's have traded Frankie Montas to the New York Yankees, and also Luke Trevino, but you know, mostly Frankie Montas. Um, I think that Lou Trevino may have actually held down the value a little bit of this deal and uh, hurt the return. I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to really talk about that, but Lou Trevino's in the deal. There you go. That's all you need to know about Lou Trevino. This is a Frankie Montas trade, and we're going to talk about who the A's got back from the Yankees and also some thoughts about the return and all of that is what we got coming up for you guys today. But thank you guys so much for making Lock on A's your first lesson of the day. We are free and available on all platforms including youtube videos coming back soon you guys um also make sure to follow us on social media at locked on a's on twitter and instagram i'm at by jason b on twitter if you guys have any questions for us or just want to interact with the show or with other a's fans go follow or you know join our twitter community it's just at locked on a's in the twitter community's little button and uh have some fun talk about who else the a's should trade and what else you're looking for in those trades after listening to this podcast. But let's get into today's episode, and that is, you know, Monday afternoon, the A's traded Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino to the Yankees in exchange for four prospects. At first glance, the return is underwhelming, considering that the package that the Reds got for Luis Castillo included two top 100 prospects in all of baseball. And obviously, prospect lists are subjective, but uh, one of those was a number like 16, 17. He was a really high prospect in baseball. And Luis Castillo and Frankie Montas are similar pitchers. You would think the A's would have gotten at least one top 100 prospect, and they got zero top 100 prospects, according to MLB Pipeline. So, hey, maybe the A's front office is going to the beat of their own drum. They don't like the ones in the outfield bleachers. They're, they're going to the beat of their own drum. And I don't know what the bleacher people actually wanted for a return. So that's unfair. That I was jumping to conclusions. But there was a, a report earlier in the afternoon, or earlier in the morning, I guess, on Monday, that said that there was a package that they were uh, approaching a deal. And that uh, Oswald Peraza, who we've talked about plenty on the show, <laughs> dating back to last offseason, I was like, hey, we can get Peraza for Matt Olson. That, that also didn't happen, but... It said that uh, that the report said that there was a package centered around Peraza that the A's and Yankees were working towards for Frankie Montas, and uh, he is the Yankees' number two prospect and also a top 100 prospect. I think he's number 36 overall. Um, so yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been good. That's the guy that we were all kind of figuring the A's were going to get, and then you don't see his name come up on the trade package, and I was like, let's let's make sure here that this is the correct package. And then it was, and 
Obviously, there's disappointment, and Yankees fans are like, we didn't have to give up Dominguez or Volpe or Peraza or Wells, and oh my god, we fleeced them again! And, you know, some Yankees fans are jerks. And I use the term some in air quotes. Um, but, you know, a lot of Yankees fans have been like, no, actually, we're, we're you know very excited that we didn't have to give those guys up and that uh, we get to use one guy here, but the return that you guys got is actually fairly good. Um, you know, the guy that we're going to talk about here in just a second, uh, Waldachuk, he is, he, he looks solid. So let's talk about Ken Waldachuk just a little bit. Uh, he is the Yankees' number five prospect. And in this deal, the A's got the Yankees' number five, nine, 20, and 21 prospects, according to MLB Pipeline. And uh, Ken Waldachuk is the headliner of this deal. Everybody has just been raving about Ken Waldachuk. He is a 24-year-old lefty with some funk in his delivery and four above-average pitches, which is good. You want somebody with a lot of good pitches, not like one or maybe two, and he's working on a third. He has four that are above-average, solid. He can throw them in any count. You love that. His heater sits in the low to mid-90s, but he has a huge strikeout proponent. He has huge strikeout numbers in the minor leagues. This year, between AA and AAA, Waldachuk has started 17 games and has thrown 76 and a third innings and has 116 strikeouts. He has a 271 ERA, so he's a big strikeout guy, and he doesn't allow runs, which is nice. So that means, you know, low ERA. He's also not allowing a ton of home runs. Um, and he has a 359 ERA in AAA, which is isn't bad at all. Uh, he has he ranks fourth in strikeout rate in the International League, which is the AAA league that he's playing in, among pitchers that have thrown at least 40 innings, and his walk rate of 4.34 per nine, which isn't like sterling by any means, but uh, I think that you can get the job done striking that many guys out with a 4.34. It's a good rate for a guy with such a high strikeout component to his game. And uh, he should be in competition for a spot in the A's rotation, the Oakland A's rotation, coming next spring. So he, he's that kind of guy. He, he might get a, a cup of coffee later this year. We'll see how things play out. But I would imagine that he's going to be in the road in the conversation for the rotation on opening day, uh, depending on you know what else the A's do. But I don't think that the A's are going to be like signing other guys. It's like, hey, who else? should get a shot and he's going to be reporting to triple a vegas so you know he's going to be on the doorstep he's going to have another you know two months worth of starts he's got some time to keep on developing let's see what he shows us in the spring uh the other big piece of this trade is the yankees former number 10 prospect he's now currently the a's probably top 10 somewhere uh, prospect, and that's Luis Medina. Medina is a 23-year-old right-hander currently pitching in AA. He's also going to be reporting to Midland, the A's AA affiliate, so he's going to be staying in AAA, or sorry, AA. Um, he has a 338 ERA and strikes out a little bit more than a batter in inning. It's roughly uh, 10 per nine, and uh, his walks have been an issue, though. In 72 innings, he has 40 issued walks, and that is five walks per nine, that's fairly high. I know that 434 isn't like too far away, but it's a, a lot better, honestly. So, uh, yeah, five. That's not great. Uh, and the host of Locked On Prospects, which make, make Locked On Prospect your second lesson every day, but uh, host of Locked On Prospects, Lindsey Crosby, said that Medina has great stuff, particularly his fastball and curveball combo, which is devastating. And he emphasized devastating. Uh, he says that the changeup is the key for Medina in 
his development and where he ends up. He throws the, the changeup with conviction, but it's a pretty straight pitch. It's easy to kind of pick up and do some damage against. Uh, he has a ceiling of a number three or four starter, depending on what he does with the changeup. Uh, he'll be a little bit of a work in progress, but he also has topped out at 103. 100, he sits 98, 99. The A's don't have a lot of, I mean, for a long time, the A's have not had arms like that. So nice pickup for the A's. If they can work on his control a little bit, I like this pickup a lot for the A's. So even if he makes like little gains, that could go a long way for him because he throws so hard that he can he can get away with you know walking four and a half, maybe even four guys uh, every nine innings. But five is kind of pushing the limit of what he can get away with. So little improvements can go a long way into his development and making him an even more effective a pitcher because, I mean, granted, he's repeating double A right now, but he has a 338 ERA, so he's pitching well. It's just the walks have kind of kept him in double A right now. So if he can work on the walks, he could be fast-tracked to the big leagues before too long. We should see him by the time he's 25, which is, you know, a year or two away. I don't know when his birthday is. It's not far away, you guys. So he's going to be a work in progress. But so far, the return looks good based off of those two guys. It has more pitchers than I was expecting, and I got more on that. Uh, There's a note from Melissa Locker that uh, I thought was very intriguing, and I got that for the third segment of today's show. But uh, more pitchers than I was expecting, honestly. Uh, People on Twitter have pointed out that the A's lack pitching depth outside of a few guys, and that is a very true statement. The A's do not have high-end pitching depth. And Waldachuk and Medina definitely add some depth and upside to the A's prospect arms. Uh, But as I've said before, I trust the A's to uncover pitchers. Uh, They've been doing it for decades, and so they have a very long track record of being like, oh, yeah, what about this guy? What about Justin Dukesher? That guy, he's good. Um, And then just turning him into a very solid pitcher. The A's don't have a lot of frontline or, you know, top-end guys, but they tend to compete. Uh, You know, like Cole Irvin... Uh, he was acquired for cash, as I love to say on this podcast, and he's pitching just as well as Garrett Cole this season. So, uh, you know, they, they have some sort of a magic in Oakland. Sometimes it's just giving a guy an opportunity, and sometimes it's, hey, they saw something, and then they were like, hey, what about this? And then they do the thing, and then they're all of a sudden Garrett Cole. Uh, I was thinking that they may go after a bat or two in the Yankees system because the Yankees have a lot of bats. Uh, also, the Yankees, their, their prospects get hyped up a lot, so... Do we believe the rankings and what people say about the Yankees prospects? Maybe not. I don't know. The A's, they they know pitching. They know what they got. And so I think that for right now, maybe we trust that. And that's that all said, Waldachek looks like a beast. I I had a Yankees uh, fan in the comments on YouTube say, he's a beast. So I'm going to believe that that Yankees fan knows what they're talking about, and he's a beast. And for Medina, guys that throw hard don't come around all the time. They're not, you know, widely available where the A's tend to be drafting. They'll be available uh, next year wherever the A's are drafting. But generally, later, you know, the, the, the last third of a draft, not generally around. The A's don't sign a lot of those guys in the international market. So, uh, you know, for them to add a guy that can touch 103, sure. That's a nice pickup for the A's, I think. And I got more on this trade coming up, and later I have some thoughts on what the return means for the A's future. But first, if you have not tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Are you guys ready? It's delicious, indulgent cookie dough. 
covered in chocolate. That's right, Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. They sent me a box of these. They are absolutely delicious. I love some cookie dough. I love anything that's puffed. So these bars are in my wheelhouse and I cannot get enough of them. And the cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run to built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be a perfect treat or you can find a really good hiding place for yourself and just uh, snack on them when the family's all asleep. That's what I do. So go to belt.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, make sure to join our Twitter community. You can talk with me and other A's fans at just about whatever's on your mind, whatever the topic of the day is. Like today, we're talking about Frankie Montas, obviously. And thank you guys all so much for making Locked On A's your first listen every day. The Trade deadline is tomorrow, today, maybe, as you're listening to this on Tuesday. And Locked On MLB has all of the breakdowns. Locked On A's will have rapid reactions to any move made. Are the A's going to do anything else? Who knows? They might not know at this point. So we'll, we'll find out. But subscribe to your favorite Locked On podcast, including Locked On A's, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, so you can be notified when each episode premieres. Because who likes waiting around? You might... Get your like your Apple notification, like on Friday. And be like, yeah, this is three days old. I know everything already. This way, you know when it premieres. That's how you get. That's how you follow the A's better. Follow us on YouTube. But let's talk about the next two guys that are also coming to the A's that aren't quite as highly touted, but they do offer some upside of their own. Uh, first, we have another lefty, and that is J.P. Sears. And Sears is 26, and Lindsey Crosby says that he profiles as a uh, multiple inning reliever uh, from the left side. He has a fastball slider and changeup combo. He sits in the low 90s with his fastball. With some improvement to his change, he could stick in the rotation as a back-end starter. So that's that's what Lindsey Crosby is telling us right now about J.P. Sears. Uh, this year in AAA, Sears has a 167 ERA in 11 games. Nine of those have been starts, and he has tossed 43 innings and racked up 55 strikeouts. His whip is a ridiculous zero point. Anything that starts with a zero is uh, solid. 0.72. That's a very solid whip. He doesn't he doesn't walk guys is is the thing, and he also doesn't give up a ton of hits. So a whip of 0.72. I'm on board. I like this guy. Uh, he he doesn't walk guys, and he has a 155 batting average against. So he he's a very very solid looking solid looking pitcher statistically, and you can't really scout the stat line, but I just did, and I love him. And Sears also made a brief appearance, or well, a few brief appearances, uh, in the majors and actually pitched against the A's back on June 28th. So if you uh, have been following the A's very closely in this miserable season, especially in the month of June, he went five and two-thirds innings against the A's and allowed three hits and a walk. So he dominated the Oakland A's, and, uh, you know, they're number 29th ranked offense. I think they were 30th at that point. So, uh, yeah, 
He did really good against the worst offense in baseball at the time. Uh, he has made brief appearances in each month of this season and didn't allow any runs in his first four appearances. So he has pitched well at the big league level. Uh, in July, he has made three appearances. Uh, most of them have been like two, three innings, something like that. Uh, and he's given up five runs in nine and a third innings pitched. Still good for a 205 ERA on the season at the big league level, but you have to wonder if teams have a little bit more of a book on him than they did during his first few appearances, like the one against the A's. Um, he has a 086 whip, so a, a 0 0.8, which is, you know, higher than seven, but still way lower than one uh, whip in 22 innings in the big leagues this season. I like the peripherals on this guy a lot. Um, so I'm, I'm intrigued by J.P. Sears. He's, he's also going to be re uh, reporting to AAA Las Vegas. So, hey, we'll see what we got out of this guy. They probably want to get him, give him a couple of starts, see what he is, and then they might work him into that rotation of when we need another starter, you're the guy. Uh, you know, like the Zach Logs, the Adam Allers, the Adrian Martinez, in, in that mix. He might be the, a, a guy in that mix who gets a start or two before the end of the year. Uh, but the next guy on the list, or the last guy, on the, the return list here is Cooper Bowman, and he is the final piece of the trade puzzle. Bowman is a 22-year-old middle infielder that will likely either be a second baseman or a center fielder or a utility man. Uh, he's not going to play short, probably, because he's got a weird throwing motion, apparently, so he's going to be uh, a second baseman. And th there was talk that the Yankees might have him play a little bit of center field. They have not, but that they might. Um, and so he's played second and short in... Uh, single or high A this season for the Yankees and also DH a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I assume that he's going to be second base center fielder utility man as he progresses through the A system. I'm kind of envisioning like a Tony Kemp sort of a role for him, uh, you know, years in the future. Uh, Bowman is currently in high A with the Yankees uh, Lansing equivalent. He's also going to be with the A in Lansing. He's going to be reporting to Lansing, and this is all coming from the call that uh, reporters had with uh, GM Forst uh, from Martin Gallegos and also Matt Kawahara. Whoever is your favorite source of uh, A's information besides me, uh, it was from that person. So there you go. Uh, and in the Lansing equivalent, uh, he has batted 217, but still managed to have an on-base percentage of 343, which is very... I mean, you can have higher on bases in the minor leagues, obviously, but 343, I'm not sneezing at that, especially if he's only hitting 217, so not bad. In 299 at-bats at that level, Bowman has a 15% walk rate, which explains the on-base percentage, and he also has a 26.6% strikeout rate, which is a little bit high, I think, for a guy who has eight home runs on the season. Um, I would hope that he would make a little bit more contact, especially for a guy who has a lot of speed as he does. He's a 65 runner on the 20 to 80 scale. So he's a plus plus, I believe that is. He's he's a good runner. He can swipe some bases. We'll talk about that here in a second. But um, yeah, I think that the strikeout rate's a little bit high and it's because he has some power potential. And I have a theory on the strikeout rate and it's not like, insanely high and worrisome just yet because he's still developing. He's 22. But in the blurb on MLB Pipeline, they mentioned that the Yankees are trying to get him to tap into his power stroke because they think that he has 15 to 20 home run power per season. And uh, it, it, that's if he can start launching balls more consistently. And uh, so I think that 
it's him working on a new approach of trying to launch balls a little bit more and tap into that power. And he's swinging, missing a little bit more. And he's not hitting for as high of an average. That's what I think is going on here is he's, he's working through some things at high A. But I think that he is a better player than the statistics are showing currently. That's my thought. Uh, we'll see if the, if the A's keep him with that approach or... If they haven't try and go to more of like a gap to gap approach and raise that batting average, cut the strikeouts, and let him utilize the speed that he has because the A's are the home of Ricky Henderson. And obviously, if he's going to be playing Ricky Henderson field, he should play like Ricky Henderson. Uh, hit hit a ball in the gap. Have a bunch of triples. Set the all time record in triples. What is it? I don't know, but I will if Cooper Bowman's out there just slapping triples all the time because he's blazing fast yeah cooper bowman triples machine i'm I'm calling it now save the audio and then 10 years down the line when he does this remind me that i said this that's that's all that i ask uh he's a 65 runner on the 20 to 80 scale i said that before but it's bearing it's worth repeating obviously and he has swiped 35 bags in 80 games solid numbers he's not like the best base dealer but that's a a solid number, I would say. And uh, one quick tidbit on Cooper Bowman here is that Bowman went to the same high school as A's legend Mark Ellis. So you know that he's a really good baseball player if he went to the same school as Mark Ellis. And Pipeline thinks that he could be a speedier version of Mark Ellis. And Mark Ellis was a very solid Major League Baseball player for the Oakland A's for a number of years. And One of my favorite players to watch of all time. So, hey, Cooper Bowman, new favorite baseball player. I love it. And uh, great name, Cooper Bowman. But uh, coming up on the show, I got my final thoughts on this trade and what it means for the A's and the future. But I got to stop and catch my breath for just one sec. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you like to hear podcasts. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube or subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us, leave us a five-star review. It helps, and I appreciate it. Also, make sure to follow us on social media, at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Last time I'm saying this today, join the Twitter community. Have some fun talking with A's fans. And also, hi, A broadcasters. You know who you are. Jesse Goldberg's wrestler. Anyways, he's in that group too. So uh, if you have a question, that's a great place to do it, I would say. But final thoughts on the return, and that is that the return isn't what a lot of us were expecting. Lou Trevino's gone, and that's nice, but the return isn't what we were expecting. We were expecting one of the top three, maybe four prospects that the Yankees have. We had to settle for prospect number five and Waldachuk, who seems really good. I'm very excited about Waldachuk, but I didn't think the A's were going pitching. And uh, so, you know, that's that's on me, I guess. And that's part of what I'm going with here is I think that the return is, is interesting. I'm very intrigued by especially uh, Medina and Waldachuk. I'm very intrigued by those guys. Sears has had some good numbers. I'm intrigued to see what he does and what kind of a player he develops into. But is that the kind of return that you want for Frankie Montas? I mean, everyone in the know has been hyping up Waldachuk uh, since the trade has gone down. And I think that he's the real deal. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I think that the main thing that, uh, that with this deal is, you know, whether or not these guys stay healthy. 
can these guys stay healthy? We'll, we'll see. That has been a determining factor in some of these deals before. James Caprillion, another former Yankee prospect, uh, dealt with a ton of injuries and a lot of potential. He, he was he was basically ready to just be slotted into the to the rotation when he has acquired him, and he had injury setbacks and all that stuff, and it took him years to get into the rotation. We've seen what he can be at the big league level. He's a pretty solid pitcher. I like James Caprillion a bunch, but... The return for Sonny Gray also largely didn't pan out, except for James Caprillion. So I'm a little bit leery of getting fully on board with this trade or just any trades because injuries happen and, you know, sometimes potential is not realized and that sucks. But I think that the disappointment that a decent amount of us have felt with this trade because it didn't have Peraza in it or the people that we were expecting is expectations. And I think that that is something that is weird because the A's had zero expectations all season. And all of a sudden we're like, give us the prospects. And then we didn't get the prospects that we were thinking we were going to get. And now we're all disappointed. Like we just got eliminated from the playoffs. So, uh, you know, good times, but, um, uh, if these four guys get close to their potential, the A's win this deal. If the A's, if, if, if the Yankees do not win the World Series, the A's win this deal. So uh, any time that the A's or that the Yankees don't win the World Series, baseball rejoices and it's great. So uh, that's that's a, a nice thought to have. Is I mean I, I'm wishing the best for Frankie and his family, obviously, but also. I don't like the Yankees, um, but I do want to talk just real quick about uh, a, a tweet that Melissa Lockard had, and I thought that it was a great observation that she had on Twitter, uh, and it says, quote, what I think has been become pretty clear is that the A's feel more comfortable evaluating position players going into the draft and pitchers once they have a track record in the minor leagues. Um, so I'd expect most trades to be centered around pitching, end quote. And I think that's a very solid point and something that I actually had not put together just yet because uh, I am a little slow sometimes, but I think that it makes sense. I think that she's on point with that. Yeah, that's what the A's have been doing with the Olsen trade, the Chapman trade, the Bassett trade, the Mania trade. It's what they've been doing is just getting pitchers for the most part. I mean, they've, they've got like Yuri Bell, Angeles and stuff like that. And, you know, some some lower level guys that can swing bats for a living. But uh, most of the returns have been centered around pitching. And that's what we've been seeing. And I think that that's a, a, a solid point that it's probably going to continue. And it makes sense because the technology that is on the fields in just the professional leagues, so minor leagues and major leagues combined, um, is there to help pitchers. So you can have a, a much better idea of what a pitcher is doing on the field than you can with a minor league baseball player on the on the field. And you can have a better sense of what they can develop into and the what kind of a player they're going to be moving forward. And so essentially, I think that the A's feel like they have a better idea of what they're getting in these deals if they center them around pitchers. And I think that it's because of the technology that is being used at the professional level, and uh, they, they have more data, and more data and more data points mean a better understanding of what is coming back to you in a return for somebody like Frankie Montas or any trade that you make. So I think that that's a, a good point and what is happening with the A's. It, it does make a lot of sense. So, you know, there you go. So to see more of these guys, as I've you know said, as I've been talking about them, uh, Waldachuk and Sears are going to both be reporting to Las Vegas. So, you know, dust off your MILB.TV subscription and watch some Vegas games. And then he got Luis Medina is going to be staying in the rotation and joining Midland. And then also you got 
my new favorite player, Cooper Bowman. He's going to be in Lansing. Uh, I'll be bugging Jesse about him all the time, being like, hey, what does he look like? What number is he wearing? How's his swing? Uh, is he a gap-to-gap hitter yet? Uh, stuff like that. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, there might be more trades on the horizon, so hey, maybe I do another one of these episodes today. But hey, we'll see. Um, it, it sounds as though the A's may be better off holding on to Sean Murphy when they can talk to all teams that need a catcher and, you know, three years of club control um, as opposed to, you know, the, the two or three teams that might need one now. So might it looks like he might be staying, but Ramon Laureano is still on the table potentially. And then, you know, Chad Pender's name got floated around for some reason. So um, maybe maybe he gets moved as well. But thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's your first listen today. Now go make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast because MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. He's probably got some hot takes about this trade. So if you're just craving Frankie Montas to the Yankees content, he's probably got you covered over there as well. Uh, so follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. You guys can also follow the Locked On A's podcast on those same platforms. So please do that. Uh, and make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. That's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, A's fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow.